Saturday Morning Magazine continues. Thanks for staying with us. The big news this week in the world of golf is the merger between the PGA Tour, the European Tour, and Live Golf. A very controversial move. We got more perspective as Nate Saunders, well, spoke with longtime sports writer and commentator PGA David Tour, Glenn. In its own words, criticized its own golfers who left the PGA Tour to join Live Golf. They called them money grubbers. They called them un-American. They accused them of allowing Saudi Arabia, whose money is behind Live Golf, to sports wash its reputation as a nation with a lot of uh, legitimate criticisms about its human rights record, for example. So that same PGA Tour that kind of portrayed those departing golfers as villains just joined Live Golf themselves in a different way. So you could call that hypocrisy. You could call that the power of the almighty dollar, uh, whatever you want to call it. A lot of PGA Tour golfers who stayed uh, are rolling their eyes at the idea that uh, the PGA Tour, in this particular case, wasn't even living up to its own words. So from what I understand, the situation here is that PGA did not buy Liv. Liv did not buy PGA. They're coming together in like a marriage, and they're going to establish a new league with a new name. Is that correct to say? Yes. Now, add an asterisk to that. The PGA Tour will still make the rules of golf. Uh, the, the, The PGA Tour will still be the governing body in that regard. So there's sort of an administrative aspect of the PGA Tour, and, and the PGA Tour will continue to be in charge that way. But on the business side, the PGA Tour is now engaging in a, a clearly for-profit enterprise, along with the European Tour, by the way, um, called the DP World Tour. Now it's going to be the trifecta. The PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and their previous enemy, Live Golf, are now basically combining their resources, giving up the lawsuits, that they had against each other over the last uh, year or so and trying to move forward by uh, both pouring as much money into golf as possible, uh, fighting through the inevitable controversy that this is going to kick up uh, given the PGA's previous stance about the Saudi back to live golf uh, enterprise uh, and, and hope that in the long run uh, they get back to having all the best golfers in the world in the same event that had been, interrupted for the last 12 months because the guys who joined the live tour were not allowed to play in many of the pga events just very strange how this has all gone down and did anyone expect a merger i can't say nobody expected it some of the more aggressive american golfers like a phil mickelson for example um predicted that at some point down the road when the pga tour was losing enough quality golfers and you know, lured by the big money of the Live Golf Tour. Somebody like Phil Mickelson had a sharper crystal ball than most others, but I think your initial sentiment is correct. Most people didn't think this was ha- would happen, in part because the PGA Tour Commissioner, Jay Monahan, who was part of the announcement earlier today, is the same guy who said a lot of bad things about Live Golf and a lot of bad things about the PGA golfers who chose to jump to Live. That said, from what I've read, I do like in concept how it seems like they're going to create the Formula One of golf, where we'll see the same great golfers, the best ones that the world has, going and competing at golf courses around the globe. I think that's a pretty good idea. 
Yeah, the, the competitive aspect of this is a great thing. I mean, most golf fans want to see the very best golfers in every event, or at least as many as possible, rather than what we've had for the last 12 months, which is, oh, these great players, you know, Brooks Kepka, for example, Dustin Johnson, they were on live events. There was a lot of debate about whether they'd even be able to play in some of the majors. They did. But the week-to-week PGA Tour events lost a chunk, not a majority, not even a big minority, but, but, a, but a chunk, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, and a handful of other high-end, world-class golfers. From the, from the consumer's point of view, if you're willing to get over the indigestion about the, the sports washing and the hypocrisy of it all, the competitive bottom line definitely is improved, and a lot of this angst about, in some cases, friends who had to pick one side or another uh, and chose opposite sides, you know, that part of this story uh, is going to be gone at some point, although there is going to be a process by which the suspended PGA Tour golfers who got suspended for joining Live Golf, there's a process by which they're going to have to go through to get back into the PGA Tour's good graces at the end of 2023. And a lot of people are assuming that a major fine is going to be involved because, remember, the guys who stuck with the PGA Tour, the the guys who were asked for loyalty to the PGA Tour and stayed loyal, turning down tens of millions of dollars, if not more, in the process, you know, they're saying, wait a minute, we're going to let all these guys who grabbed the money come back for free? Uh, what, 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 how are we being rewarded for our loyalty and not leaving? So it'll be interesting to see how that part plays out. That's one answer we don't have amidst all the big headlines. You're listening to Saturday Morning Magazine.